that, I, that I've got this opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, I would, I would turn the lights off on me too. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, a little bit about me. My name is Brett Harper. I'm a junior edu uh, music education major here. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't sleep. It's great. <laughs> um, I'm a French horn player, for you that I don't know. Um, I play bass guitar for everything else, though. It's my thing. Uh, and I'm excited because I have the chance to talk to you guys about intentionality. So first, I'm going to start with the definition of intentionality, and that is the fact of being deliberate or purposeful. It's doing something on purpose, all right? I think, like, you know, I, I say that a lot in conversation. Like, they'll ask me, someone will ask me if I know someone, and I'll be like, oh, I've never actually talked to him, like, on purpose. And, like, sometimes it's a joke, but sometimes, like, I mean it. Like, I haven't purposely gone and talked to them. So in this intentionality, I'm talking about it in reference to community, all right? And that brings up the question, is community important? Because what's the point of creating it if we don't see it as something that's necessary? And I'm going to tell the story, all right? But I'm going to tell it real fast, okay? So there, I've got this great picture of when, when I really saw community as necessary. So in September, I'm going to get really kind of dark here, but it's fine. It'll lighten up. Um, in September, uh, the weekend after Labor Day weekend, uh, my grandfather passed away. And so uh, I was there at the hospital that night, and uh, I met some incredible men that were leaders in my grandparents' church. And I got to know them. Uh, one was Pastor Mark, a guy named Don. can't remember the third guy. Sorry, buddy. Um, well, the next week, I'm at the funeral, and I'm just watching these people. And throughout the week, these people have been just taking care of my grandmother and just hearing about the people that she didn't know who were dropping off food and taking care of her this way. And then me personally, uh, at the funeral, I was asked to lead worship, which was mean, by the way. Not cool. <laughs> but afterward, I just broke. That was it for me. And the pastor, I had met this man a week ago. The pastor brought me in for a hug. And I was like apologizing, like, I'm sorry, I'm ruining your, ruining your jacket, man. <laughs> it was just like breaking down on this man. And um, the reason I bring up that story is with this Christian community, we need to be there for each other. It is so important emotionally to be there and then physically to help each other in times of need to do things for one another. We need that, honestly. And that's why we have this great community is so we can provide that for one another. It is give and take. And Roman, or no, Acts uh, when they first started following Jesus, everyone just pooled everything together. It was like, it was, there wasn't even a second thought. They just took all their stuff and put it into one resource so everyone could have it. And they just started trading and working with each other because that's what Christians are supposed to do. And on the other side of that, uh, I've got an old brother who doesn't love Jesus like I do. He is not saved. And um, a week later, he called me. And he said, you know, I've been thinking about since the funeral. And he said, you know, me and uh, he lives with my cousin. His name's Jake. He said, me and Jake, uh, we don't totally get this whole God thing. I don't understand it at all. But seeing that community really made an impact on us. And we're thinking about going to Purdue Crew next week. And I, I was sobbing right there. Because uh, it's just the way God presents things to us. You know, it's like there's a Newsboy song called Shine. And it's like, shine, make them wonder what you got. Make them wish that they were not on the outside looking board. All right? So people see this community, guys. And so that's, that's just the basic why community is important. I wish I could spend more time on that, but I want to go into intentionality. So uh, the two questions I've kind of thought of are what, what does intentionality mean for us in reference to community, and why should we be pur purposely creating this relationship? So firstly, I'm going to go kind of two sections here. The first is intentionality relating to Christians, and the next is to kind of uh, 
people that aren't the unsaved and unreached and um, there's people outside of our Christian fellowship. And uh, I'm a, mostly when I'm saying our Christian fellowship, I do mean crew, uh, for, just for this talk. So firstly, intentionality among Christians. And I've got a verse for this. Um, it's Psalm 133.1. Can I get that? Thank you. Okay, cool. All right. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Now, don't get caught up on the word unity trying to figure out what that means. It just says together in some version. So, like, in together. And there is an exclamation point up there. So this is, like, a joyous thing. This is the thing to talk about. This is, like, David, he's singing. Like, if you're a worship leader, you like the Psalms. You spend a lot of time in them. So, like, reading through this, I love it because he just, he makes it such a big deal. And then after this, he goes through comparing it to these great things, how great it is to have this community. All right? So that's, it's telling us right there that Christian community is great. Right? And we need to create this. Going on, uh, I'm going to go to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. So it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, that verse says it all. I was so glad that verse was there. I was like, I don't have to teach that much. It's great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because look at that. How we may... Spur one another, and then it says not giving up meeting together, right? Like, that's hanging out is what meeting together means. I, I think we could take it to that, like, basic form because that's what, it, that's what it's saying. It's saying getting together, and it says don't stop meeting together. It, can, it uh, encourages us in that, all right? So as we look into this theme of togetherness, I'm going to do another verse hop. Romans 12, 4 through 5, Right? For as in one body, we may have many members, and the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. All right, so firstly, I love this verse because it's usually the one that, like, when you hear a lesson about it, they're like, so we're all different body parts. Like, you're not a mouth, okay? You might be a foot. All right, so just know that. Like, I, I like to think I'm a mouth. I talk a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> so... You know, I love this because, like, usually that's the thing, is that, like, we're all together, but we have these different gifts, and they're different graces. And, but it brings it back to say, our one body in Christ. Guys, we're all in this together, right? So we're all part of this one body. Yes, we are all doing different things. Yes, we are different people. That's how God created us. But we all come together to form one union, one Christian fellowship, all right, and that verse is beautiful to me. It makes me, so uh, I'm thinking back to uh, this past summer, I got the amazing opportunity to be a youth group leader for my church. I was like the guy they just brought in, and they called me the youth pastor, and I said, don't call me that. That insinuates I know what I'm doing. All right, so I'm this past youth pastor, whatever, youth leader, and so my job was like playing lessons, have some game beforehand. Uh, I started a youth band while I was there because that's what I do, and uh, these kids blew me away, and I'll tell you why. They, like, there would be a new kid coming in, and I could not tell any time if this new person was new to the youth group or if they just hadn't been there since I got there. The way these kids brought in these people. We would eat, they would have dinners prepared beforehand, and they were good dinners, by the way. But anyway, um, there, was, there was no kid that would be sitting alone. If they saw a kid sitting alone, a group of young men would move to, with them and would sit with them. It was beautiful to see. And the best part was, I didn't even have to teach that. They were just doing that. And I mean, these are teenagers. These are those awkward middle schoolers that are like, you know, usually on their phone, like, oh dear, middle school awkward. They just found out what axes, you know. And so, 
Like, I just, I loved it because, like, it's, you're taking these awkward kids, and I didn't have to tell them to do this. All I had to do was encourage it. All I had to do was say, guys, keep this up because that's amazing. I loved it. And if they're, like, these awkward kids, and they're still being intentional with each other, they're going and talking to each other, we're grown adults. We can do that, right? <laughs> so um, that makes you start thinking in crew in this area, the barriers that we form, right? Name a few uh, Bible studies. How many of you are sitting with your Bible study right now, right? Yeah, okay, thanks for the hand. Um, <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, you know, like we, we, we find our spots where we're comfortable and we hang out there. Um, will you hand me that chair? Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, I don't want to, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, so how many, how many of us come in to crew and we just, you know, okay. All righty, ready for the meeting to start. Fif 15 minutes, okay, and hang out. Hello, Jennifer. Okay. Ooh, uh, right? How many of us do that? How many of us are guilty of that? Like, we have all these people we can go talk to, and I get it, it's scary. You're walking into a big room, this lecture hall is huge, and it's easy to just go where you're comfortable, sit down, you're not going anywhere. Okay, waiting for the meeting to start. When there are so many people you can go and meet, but it's easier to stay with your Bible study and hang out. Gender. Girls, boys quit having cooties when they graduated, I promise. You can go talk to them. Sometimes a high is just a high, you know? They're just like trying to get to know you. Like, I mean, and you can go talk to them. Like, it's, 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 it's easy. It's easier than you're making it out to be, all right? We don't have to have these barriers we make. Um, clicks. Those exist. I've seen it here. I've seen it pretty much everywhere I go. I'm going to throw this chair back down here. Okay. Ow. Um, clicks exist. Friends start hanging out. They become exclusive. We need to watch for these, guys. These are warning signs. The Bible warns us against these. All right? And now I'm going to go back to Hebrews 10.24. Uh, because there's another point in this verse that I don't want us to miss. And that is encouragement. Do I have it back up there? So it says, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, right? So I came from a place, if you've ever been to a winter conference, we, go, we used to go to a place called the Fun House, right? All right, that was my youth group in high school. That was where I went from eighth grade to senior year. And the, I loved it there because they had this culture of encouragement where the rule was if you saw someone doing something you liked, you went and told them. I was at some worship thing they were doing, and I turned to the guy next to me, and I was like, that girl is a good singer. And he's like, well, why don't you tell her? And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, get, get in there. Why do, we, like, why do we talk about how great people are and people's successes to each other but not to them? And it's so easy to do, honestly. You just have to watch for it, right? There are people that they come up on stage and share great testimonies. There are people, our sound team is fantastic. And, like, those guys... They're the kind of people you don't, like, you forget about them until something goes wrong, right? And then you're like, oh, yeah, there's a tech team, right? And these people are doing great things. And it's not just that. It can be people in your classes. Someone does great on a group project. You can tell them that. And these start conversations, right? And we're told to do it. We are told to encourage one another. So now I'm going to kind of move on to intentionality in regard to those outside of our body of fellowship and the unsaved. Uh, Hebrews 13 says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. So that's the people we know. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by, doing so, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. 
Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. All right, I'm going to share a little bit of my story with you. So when I got to college, old freshman Brett, as if I was ever little, um, I get here, and I did not understand in the slightest what the whole relationship with God was. I liked Christianity, and I liked being part of a Christian body because my friends were in it, my parents were real cool with it, and they didn't like try and peer pressure me into anything. So it's real comfy. I was hanging out there, but I did not get the whole God thing. I did not get the relationship. I didn't understand like reading and talking, like how does that work? And I just, I didn't really care either. I didn't really like try and figure it out. It wasn't my goal. I got here, and uh, the guy from the fun house grabbed me before I graduated. He's like, you gotta check out Ball State Crew. And I was like, okay. And so I went to Barber Crew, and then there were three guys that texted me nonstop after that, inviting me to things. It was so annoying, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm busy. Like, and finally, I just started saying yes. I just started saying, like, sure, I'll go to IHOP with you at midnight. Why not? <laughs> Through them, I got real involved with this movement. Next thing I know, it's October. I'm at full retreat on some stump during God and I time, and I decided, man, I need to do this. I need to figure this out. It was that day that I learned what giving your life to Christ looked like. They explained it to me in a way I had never understood. And it all came from those guys being intentional with me. It was amazing. And my life changed so much because of those three guys simply texting me and asking me to hang out. They were going to go do that with me or without me. But they took the time to say, hey, we're going to do this and we want you here. That's all it took. Three, three, about, no, not even three months. Two months later, I accepted Christ and learned what it meant to live for him. Now, that being said, guys, we can't be sitting there waiting for others to make the first move, right? How many people are going to come up to you in a dining hall like, you want to be friends? Like, you know, that does not happen. That is not a normal thing, all right? And because, like, there are these strange, like, I don't know. For some reason, my junior year of high school, I discovered I really like talking to strangers. I don't know what it was about it. It was fun, I guess. But that's what we're called to do. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Strangers, all right? And, I mean, these are the strangers that are in your dining halls. They're your neighbors. They're your classmates. They're your group project members. They're your coworkers, right? We have so many people that we have access to. They're the people you don't know in crew, there's so many people that we have access to daily, and it's such a great way, and it's such a great opportunity to be intentional every day. And we don't want to forget that. Now, that being said, we even have barriers outside of that. We talked about barriers in here. How about out there? And like, like appearance? Like, I'm not talking about just the people with a ton of tattoos and piercings, right? I'm talking, when was the last time you had a good conversation with someone that didn't look like you? Right? Race? How many of us are afraid to do that? How many of us have attempted to do that, right? I want you to think about that. So you've got to get out there. Like I said, you can't wait for someone else to come to you and talk to you. The odds are happen- of it happening, I don't know. I guess it could happen. It'd be weird. But we have the chance to go be those people. We have the chance to be in the dining hall and see that guy that forgot his headphones that day and sit across from him and say, hey, I don't know you, out in the lobby when you're waiting for crew to start, right? Or to get in here, I guess. There's so many people you can go talk to. And that's the best part about being in a Christian body is that they want to talk to you. I feel like a big part of what we say is like, oh, I don't know if they want to say hi to me. Well, they do. 
They will happily talk to you. They might be a little weirded out that you're talking to them, but they'll get over it. I've seen it. All right? And a lot of you people are probably thinking, like, Brett, you're an extrovert. You're right. All right? I, I, I get energy. Guys, I mean, look at Jesus. He would preach to the multitudes and give these amazing sermons, and then he would withdraw. He would go gain energy. He would go talk to God and by himself, alone, all right? I've done research on personality types, and let me tell you, do not get introvertedness mixed up with shyness. Do not fall into that pit hole. It is not an excuse. It's being blunt, all right? Now, that leads me to what keeps us from being intentional, all right? Firstly, fear. It's scary. We're putting a lot out there. Every time you talk to someone, you are putting yourself up for rejection. You don't know what they're going to say next, right? I'm a music major. I spend my time conducting. I'm in front of a ton of people like this. That's scary, right? And so, like, we do that going out into the world. Going up and starting a conversation is, I find it thrilling, honestly, <laughs> but it's scary, right? And that's why, in, uh, after Hebrews 13, they go on to quote Deuteronomy 31.6 from the Old Testament, saying, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That is when the Holy Spirit comes in, guys. We have that in us. That is when we can say, God, like, this is scary, and I don't know what I'm totally doing here, but he's going to be behind you. I always think of that Michael Scott quote, you know, where he's like, sometimes I start a sentence, and I don't know where it's going, but I hope to find it along the way. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what I call it, right? Like, you know, you're trying to look for that. All right? I've done that multiple times. It actually works. Fun fact. Okay. All right. Moving on. So fear, like, I get it. I get it. It's scary. You're putting a lot out there, but it is so important. All right, it's a hurdle we have to get over. And guys, it takes practice. It does. You have to practice having these conversations. Luckily, we're in college. There are four questions you can ask. What's your name? What's your major? What's your year? Where you live on campus? That's a conversation. And you just gotta know those four questions, right? All right, number two, uh, you say, oh, I'm running out of time. I'm a senior. I'm not gonna be here next year. Okay. Back, if you look back at, uh, where was it, yeah, lots of pages, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, and the more as you see the day approaching, it says to encourage each other, all right? I know so many people that I met in their last semester, and I still have great relationships with them. My, high, my senior year of high school, a group of freshmen came in, and instead of ignoring them, I went and I got to know them, and now they're texting me saying, hey, I'm thinking about coming to Ball State. Would you like to meet up? And I had this great opportunity to tell them, join crew, come check out what Jesus is doing on Ball State's campus. And I have those relationships because senior year, I decided I wasn't too good for this and that I had time to invest in their lives. So if you're saying, I'm a senior, or I'm leaving next sem semester, not semester, semester, you got time. You got time to get to know these people and you don't know where it's gonna go. You don't know where these relationships are gonna lead. I'm going to start going faster. All right, uh, four, or no, three. Someone else will do it. How many times have you said that? I don't need to talk to that person. Someone else will do it. Are you sure? Someone else is going to do it? Yeah? You know that? No, you don't. Right? Because I, I don't know what the odds of someone else actually doing it are, but you can make them 100% that someone's going to do it and go talk to them. All right? That is an excuse I use constantly. But in the end, we can't guarantee that someone else is going to do it. We are called to go do this. Uh, the last point, business, or busyness. 
Can't read. <laughs> busyness. How many, I mean, like, I get it. I get, I get being busy. Like, I, last year, I took, I didn't, both semesters last year, I didn't have less than 20 credit hours. I didn't sleep that semester. <laughs> but uh, at that point, you got to start looking at your priorities. You got to say, are my priorities in line? And even then, when you're busy, are you being intentional in your workplaces where you're having to go instead? I had an insane amount of ensembles, but I got to talk to those people and tell them about what I do with crew and just how Jesus is working in my life. I had, uh, I've had two summer jobs where one was I was painting and the other I was doing construction work uh, for Party City. Yep, you bet. And um, <laughs> both times, I got to have a spiritual conversation with one of my coworkers because instead of saying, oh, I'm busy with work, I was being intentional at work. Right? We have all these things uh, that we can, all these opportunities to be intentional with each other. So what are some more ways we can be intentional? Um, and this is kind of where I'm going to try and close. Uh, go eat in popular areas. You ever been to the atrium around noon? <laughs> yeah. Right? There are so many people. And there's got to be one person sent alone that you can say, hey, I want to share this meal with you. I want to eat lunch with you. Is that okay? And if they say no, okay, go find another table with another person eating alone. They'll probably say yes. All right? Takes a few tries, maybe. Start conversations like when you're in line. Waiting rooms are my favorite. Like, I'm sitting there, you know, waiting on the doctor, and I'm like, what are you in for? You know? <laughs> like, it's just so easy to start conversations, and you just got to look at your surroundings. Talk to classmates, right? Usually you at least have your major in common. But, I mean, who else hates those core classes? You're like, why am I taking these, right? Those are a perfect place because you get to meet people that you would never look at in your life. Because of it, leave the comfort of your Bible study. Yeah, got quiet, all right, <laughs> right? Because, you know, we, like, and it's, it's nice to have a friend that you know, and you know you can connect with them, and they'll help you talk, but get out of there. Get out of that pit. Uh, the games that we do here, where we try and, like, encourage you to get to know one another, all right? And, I, like, some of you, I, I can see, like, well, that's kind of fake, right? You're making me do this. It's up to you if it's fake. It is up to you to say, am I doing this because I'm being made to or because God is calling me to and I should get to know these people because we all love Jesus and we can love him together. Right? That's up to you. That is not a problem of like, oh, I can't believe he's making me do this. It is a problem of your heart and whether you are trying to do God's work. Invite other Bible studies to dinner. I love this. Get to know other people. Get to know, like, and then, that way you can stay in the comfort of your Bible study, but still get to know people, you know? It's all great. Playing games. Volleyball? Oh, yeah. I'm all about that. It's just as easy as starting a group me, people. Really. I hate group me. I really do. There's <laughs> just so many notifications. It's fine. Anyway, but, like, you can start a group me and just go play games with people. Go play basketball. I'm not very sporty. Other people are. All right? So, as I finish, I just want to bring attention to guys. If you're thinking, still thinking, like, I don't know about this intentionality thing. I don't know, like, about being purposeful. I want to point you to the person who showed the most intentionality, and that's Jesus Christ, guys. He intentionally came down from the comfort of heaven. He came down here. He lived among us intentionally. He grew up in, and hung out with us sinners, the people like me who were broken and just falling apart and sinful and dirty. And he didn't go, like, I mean, he, he talked to the leadership, but he was intentional to go talk to those that no one else was talking to. 
right? And he did that for us, and then he intentionally went to the cross to pay for my sin and yours. I'm not going to cry. All right. But seriously, guys, he did this intentionally. He didn't have to, but there's grace, and he intentionally did it for us. We can be intentional and start a conversation with someone we don't know. And we can live in the comfort knowing that he paid the price for us and he is behind us in this. We have the Holy Spirit in us, which is the most comforting thing I can ever think of. Pray with me. God, I just thank you so much uh, just for all the opportunities that you've given us to be intentional. I pray that you provide us with more, God. I pray that you open our eyes and help us to see opportunities, God, that we go around looking for them Uh, that we don't wait for them to fall in our laps, but that we are vigilant. And I pray that as we go out and try these concepts and practice them, that you just bless every conversation. Uh, I want to pray just as we go about the night that you just uh, encourage these relationships. And um, amen.